Welcome to the Makeshift CMO, a startup marketing podcast for founders and early stage company teams. In today's episode, we are going to be going on a bit of a newer journey. Thanks for those who are listening, but what we're going to do today is embark on a bit of a newer type of episode. It's not totally innovative, but not something I've done, I've seen done a lot that well. So I hope this type of content takes, but without further ado, it's my first marketing breakdown podcast. So Basically, what I'm going to do today is I'm going to pick a company that's done really, really well, kind of do some research into their marketing strategies, maybe creep their ads, look at what they've done, read their content, get targeted by their ads, whatever it takes. And from a marketer's perspective, break down why, what they did work. And not just from a marketing perspective, founders, I'm going to break down why marketing was key for this specific company to get to either the market share, the MRR, whatever valuation it got them to. I'm going to break down exactly why, uh, or I should say how. So the company we are going to talk about today in our first marketing breakdown is Wealth Simple, one of my favorite companies. I invest with them. Wealth Simple has been recognized as one of the top 100 global fintech companies. By fintech 100 since 2016 no small feat considering those who are familiar with the fintech space that canada is sorely behind so that we have a company that is that recognized is really honestly a testament and 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 pretty impressive if you ask me well simple is currently worth 1.5 billion They just recently raised $114 million from Greylock, Two Sigma, TCV, household names, I'm sure, for those who follow that space. And what I'm here to argue today is that marketing was a huge part of this. I believe that marketing, more specifically content marketing, is, is the example of how content marketing can just be gasoline on a company's growth trajectory. So when I first moved to Toronto, which was in early 2016, Well Simple was absolutely everywhere. I, I think back to when I first wrote the TTC or or I walked down Young Street and I would look at billboards. I was on Facebook. I was on I was getting targeted with Well Simple left and right. Well Simple, like if you were any type of ad product even if it was print or something dying, I swore on my life from 2015, 16, and 17, Well Simple bought that ad. It was crazy. Okay, so this is what their paid acquisition strategy was. If you look back, Well Simple did raise a bunch of money back then. So that's probably what they spent it on a crap ton of ads. But what we're here to talk about today is Well Simple's content marketing. Paid ads may have been how Well Simple got, got my attention. But what kept my attention and what kept so many Torontonians, Canadians, and people worldwide attention on Well Simple was their 
content. Okay, I'm gonna say this again. Wall simple is you can think of it another example that is as good as them. Please send it to Bruce at the banner marketing.co. I would be happy to argue with you or DM us at banner.co on Instagram. But I digress. Well simple has done the best job of content marketing that have I have seen in at least in Canada. And how they did this was by becoming a media company. And before you roll your eyes, because I know back in the early back in the early 2010s and mid 2010s, there was this great trend among tech companies and, and companies, you know, in the world, you know, they listen to one Gary V podcast and they're all like, you know, they, I don't know. It was every other company that was, that was saying stupid shit. Like we're a media company that just happens to do this. You know, and now you've got companies like Domino's that are like, well, we're, we're, we're a tech company that just happens to sell pizzas. Just, just, just the level of douchebaggery that is, is just, completely insane but anyways rant over rant over i promise we're gonna go back to the marketing part of this so why did wealth simple decide to invest so much on content marketing okay you're in the fintech space i have friends who work for you know banks credit unions uh, all of these and they're just like yeah we don't even know what marketing is yeah i don't think we have someone who does digital marketing right I think what it comes down to, and again, I wasn't there in 2015 when, you know, Michael Katchen was, uh, you know, doing his first strategy sessions. In my opinion, why Wellsimple decided to go with content marketing, invest so deeply in content marketing, their website, uh, uh, and, and consequently the, the UX design, you know, of the website was they were very clear about what their problem was and their audience, sorry, their audience and their audience's problems, okay? What I love about what Simple probably did from a strategic perspective is they figured out two things. That millennials knew nothing about investing. I'm personally a millennial and I do not speak for all millennials, but what I can attest is um, in the 90s, there was this sense of, I don't know. There was a sense that like trying to get rich was greedy. It was like, it was like the whole like, oh, corporations are greedy thing. Once people started realizing, you know, what corporations were doing to improve the bottom line. And so I think our generation grew up with, especially in Canada, grew up with this like weird reality that um, talking about money was either a dirty topic or, or just embarrassing or whatever. Um, there's some combination of that. Okay. So it was a mindset thing. The second thing, and let's just be completely honest about this. Like if you want to invest your money and you bank with a TD or Scotiabank as a millennial, like honestly, who the fuck wants to go into a TD? Like, I'm going to say this louder for the people in the back who on earth the fuck wants to go to Scotiabank. The furniture is outdated. It's ugly. It smells weird. It's really like, I don't know. It's just so unapproachable. Like, like, you know, if you're a millennial who knows about money, like, you know, more than that snot nose, like 20 year old teller at the front. If you don't know shit about money and then you talk to, you know, one of their like 40, 50 year old advisors who's been there for 20 years, like, I don't know. How are you going to feel comfortable with that? How are you going to feel comfortable with that? So there's this big problem 
you know, once they identified the target market that, you know, people needed to get their finances under control, but they were just ashamed. They just, there's, you know, there's a shamed, uh, shame's maybe a strong word, but the medium to get better at personal finance is just something that people don't want to talk about. It's unpleasant. It's weird. And that's where Wealthsimple's big advantage came within their content marketing strategy, which I'll explain after this. Back to the whole idea that Wealthsimple was one of the only companies that tastefully and successfully pulled off the whole we are a media company crap, okay? Um, looking back at some old quotes from Mike Katchen, uh, he had once said, we don't talk to people about oil prices and interest rates. We talk to people about interesting stories about money. We do a series of money diaries where we interview celebrities and interesting people to help break down the taboo of talking about money. That was from Mike Katchen back in, I believe, 2017. From Jeff Baker, Director of Digital Marketing for Content for Content Agency Brafton, comes a quote that says, we see a saturated market of tips and tricks, five things you need to know about. People want to read in-depth pieces of actual use cases of things that worked and things that didn't. Okay. Five things you need to know. It's a cop-out. Okay. Everybody knows it. Everybody reading it knows it. Yeah. Again, I've been guilty of this in the past, but um, quick call to arms. Don't do that stuff. So when Wealthsimple built uh, Wealthsimple magazine, having read a bunch of their articles and being a fan of them for a while, here are three things that I sort of see that separates them from a content marketing perspective. For anybody who didn't know anything about investing or, or money, you have this beautiful UX design, you know, pleasing text. I have an article in front of me right now where it's literally titled, A Nun Tells Us What It's Like to Live with a Vow of Poverty. Back to what uh, uh, CEO Katchen was saying about telling stories. They had celebrities come on. So they just broke the mold of what talking about money was supposed to be by giving it a, you know, an edgy vibe, which um, allowed them to grab a lot of, um, I'll call it social market share because everybody was just like, whoa, like I've never heard you know, money being talked about this way. Another thing that I immediately noticed was the way their content reads. And you can tell they invested so heavily. You can tell they interviewed their audience uh, about you know what they wanted to hear. You can tell they had like-minded millennials edit it. Um, they profiled, you know, um, business leaders that were local. So, you know, I've read lots of articles in Wall Street Magazine about, you know, restaurant owners in Toronto, clothing store owners in Toronto. I just felt like when I read it, it was, it had a real Toronto life vibe to it. And I just think that delivering that when you know your audience is just so powerful. And so the last thing that I saw about uh, Wellsimple's marketing strategy is just their unrelenting self-awareness of who their target audience is. It's just super obvious what they're trying to achieve, okay? If we peel that back for a second, actually break it down, 
think about it, right? In not only just design, but copywriting. So for, a, you know, if you're a founder and you've got a product that, you know, theoretically anybody could use, product is robo-advising and investing. Your greatest temptation is to try and bring it to market for everyone to use, which clearly Symbol didn't try and do. Okay, they knew their audience was millennials. At some point, their strategy team probably said like, look, listen, we're gonna do one thing and one thing well, and that's get millennials to download our app, trust us through content and upload their money and buy or and let us manage their money. Because what they probably figured out from a strategic perspective was, look, anyone over the age of 35, 40 is already got a wealth advisor. Their mobile phone usage is much less than people under the age of 30. They already know how to talk about money. So there's not that ugly stigma to, to get around. So this strategy is not going to work for them. Maybe they came up with that before they came up with the strategy, but you know, whatever the case may be, you just know that they were aggressively unrelenting in understanding who their audience is. Okay. Reading this article, you can tell um, uh, Katchen was talking about how, uh, I think this was in, again, 2018, they had no less than 10 content marketers on staff at all times. I was creeping their LinkedIn and it looks like they have at least 20 to 30 people in communications, marketing, paid marketing, whatever it is. Um, some of some people in their company work in partnerships, lifecycle marketing, mar- marketing automations, which are very specialized disciplines of marketing that not every startup is going to hire, um, which I think speaks to just how seriously Wellsimple takes their marketing strategy, takes their content marketing strategy, and takes uh, uh, the message that they are speaking to their audience. If I were on Wellsimple's marketing team, what you know, what are they doing right now? What What's my best guess about what they're doing? My best guess is that they're doubling down on content to support their main goals, which from the outside looking in, looks like it's to expand Wellsimple Trade, Wellsimple Crypto, because that opens up a whole new market for them. Um, so if you look at their recent content, they're really pushing um, ads and content that talk about uh, demystifying crypto. They're really talking about um, their new Wellsimple Trade platform. They've opened up an affiliate program for their Wellsimple Trade platform. Another thing that I think is so heroic and, and borderline majestic about the way Wellsimple has done marketing is that once they broke down the, I, I'm not just going to say this is just Wellsimple. Okay, there's you know there's a lot of other fintechs around this world, the world that you know di, you know did did a similar strategy, but. I'm interested in personal finance. And when I go on YouTube, I see a lot of personal finance YouTubers now. We're at the point where talking about retirement and money for millennials is actually getting to be like kind of a cool talk. I think from a business partnerships marketing perspective, that's why uh, Wellsimple has opened up, you know, affiliate programs, you know, offering, you know, people with financial influence of millennials incentives to drive traffic to you know, well, simple trade uh, and things of that nature, which um, is pretty much, again, um, 
the norm in the fintech space these days and a big part of their growth strategy. So if you're a young fintech, uh, understand that um, partnerships and affiliates and content is going to be big in your growth strategy. So to conclude this episode, I just wanted to say that once again, marketing supports your most pressing business functions and your most pressing business functions or goals. If you're well simple, was to get users, uh, ass, uh, more assets under management. They have, uh, as of as of uh, the latest beta kit article I had read, they have 175,000 users. They are Canada's largest robo-advisor by a mile, a mini hedge fund level, which is impressive considering that they're managing uh, uh, personal accounts. Okay. Uh, once again, my argument was that marketing was a huge, a major, a gigantic reason specifically content marketing with an assist from paid marketing about why Wellsimple has achieved this level of business success in Canada and notoriety around the world, why a company like Wellsimple is bringing attention to the Canadian fintech ecosystem. But um, yeah, once again, if you're a, a content marketing manager, a marketing manager, or a founder who's interested in content marketing, here's what I would say as three takeaways. Number one, when you write content, figure out a way to always be answering your customers' biggest fears, okay? So, well, again, uh, millennials' fears about investing is that it's risky, they don't know how to do it. Well, uh, they just don't see any humanity behind money. Well, craft your uh, content strategy and messaging behind that. Okay, number two, uh, and this isn't really a marketing point, but um, do not skimp on the marketing. I don't want to call it adjuncts. That's like the wrong way of putting it, but don't skimp on the extras. Okay, do not skimp on design and do not skimp on copywriting. Okay, so if you can afford it and they have more than 5 billion in assets under management, which is like have a... I urge you to empower your marketers with uh, the proper design and copywriting resources. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be expensive. Maybe, you know, use Fiverr or, or whatever, or even, you know, invest in your, you know, content marketers, you know, you know, pay for them to take a couple of Udemy courses to uh, learn copywriting or design or whatever. Again, always good to invest in your people. When you think about well, simple, it's obvious that they, we're doing, you know, like if you treat their blogs, their content, all of these things as though they are products, it's obvious that they did their R&D. It's obviously iterated. It's obvious that they um, went back and forth about what was good and you know what, what wasn't. Okay. And the final takeaway from an audience targeting perspective, go-to market perspective, whether you're a founder your content marketing manager, it can be so fucking tempting to, you know, create five different personas and, and decide, you know what, we're going to target everyone under the sun. Here are 560 split tests for, uh, for our seven audiences. Don't do that shit. You know, one audience and, and master it clearly, you know, if that's good enough to make you worth 1.5 bill, raise 114 million, get 175,000 users, have 5 billion in assets under management. I don't care what you're building. 
you're probably better off targeting your audience. Trim that down, find out what they're scared of, craft your content marketing around that. Okay, so this is the end of my first marketing breakdown. I hope, I hope this was useful. Um, if even one, you know, early fintech or even, you know, scale up fintech hears this and, and gets any sort of value out of this, uh, that would be freaking awesome. Okay, cool. And that's it, guys. We'll talk to you uh, next time. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Makeshift CMO. If you want to follow what we're doing to help early stage startups, founders, and marketers subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. For all business inquiries, please email us at bruce at thebannermarketing.co or follow us on IG at banner.co.